Lineup. Lineup. Locked. Locked. Where every day is Sunday. This fantasy football podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. Are you ready for some football? Follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank and find us on Facebook and YouTube. Now, get ready. Ready? And lock it in. Lock it in. What's up, fantasy football fans? This is Lineup Locked, your go-to for fantasy football advice. This is Zach, and we are back and ready to rock. On this episode, my player two is Chris Temple, and Matt Reller is back as our player three. Say hello, guys. What's going down? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Going good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, man. You ready to rock and roll? Always. I, I'm the. I'm gonna try to get myself together here to give the best pod possible. Uh, today we're gonna be covering running backs 11 through 25, and we've got to bring our A game because this is where you're drafting in rounds two, three, four, five, and if we're feeling it and we give our listeners the right advice, they can they could possibly win their league, especially if they start with wide receivers like you and I were talking about last episode. So I'm pumped about that. So before we get started, I do want to give everybody out our Twitter handle so they know where to follow us so they can see what we talk about, tweet about. I am at Chew on Sports. This is Zach. Matt, what is your uh, Twitter handle, sir? At Matt Reller. M-A-T-T-R-E-L-L-E-R. Right. That It is literally his name, people. So just, <laughs> it's uh, very simple. And then, uh, Chris, what is yours? I am at Ctemp03. That is C-T-E-M-P-03. Perfect. So, as always, before we do get started, I do have, always have a public service announcement to read to you because that's just, that's just what I feel like doing. I like, uh, I like to break it down like that. So, first and foremost, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com, our brand new fantasy football website where you, the fan, can create your own set of customized player rankings. We have a great team putting out content every day in the form of articles, videos, podcasts, and more. We also offer a 20-minute one-on-one chat with our site experts, completely free for 2019. For more, follow us on Twitter, at CreatorRank. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube. And quite frankly, if you're a listener of this show and you haven't yet went to CreatorRank, you're, you're doing it wrong. It's such a cool site, and you know Matt's one of the writers there. And Chris and I talk about what's written about and also... Uh, you know, get some of the writers on to talk about their stories like we did with Matt on Sunday and we did with Jenna on episode two. And bottom line, it's, uh, you know, Alex, who is the uh, boss man of Creator Rank, has been posting on Twitter some of uh, the, cre- the the customized rankings. It's, it's, real, it's real sweet looking. It's real clean. It's a very pretty site. So get on there, check it out, subscribe, and uh, show the love to yeah. create a rank. Yeah, we also do draft rankings for you guys. So, you know, you send us send us some information. We'll we'll tell you what we thought of your draft. Yes, absolutely. We, we've done two. Yeah, for only two bucks, it's a steal. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. Especially because a lot of times you draft and there's that lull, right, of uh, a week, two weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months if you're drafting right now where you're not, um, you know, you're not doing anything. And there's still very rosterable people on waivers or Hail Mary picks or Mr. Irrelevance or lottery tickets just sitting there. 
Why not? I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if you're the one guy who maybe thinks Philip Lindsay last season might be something, and one of our experts says you're low on running back, maybe take a take a flyer on Philip Lindsay, and you end up winning your league because of it, right? Because otherwise, you're fighting on waivers, you're having to spend your fab or your your last on waivers because you won your matchup, and that happens. So. So first off, we're going to get a little personal as always. Yeah, I like to spice it up, and I like before we really get into the nitty-gritty of the foosball, I do like to talk about what's going on in, in the personal world so people can see our personalities and, and connect just to what we do. So I'm pretty sure that my eyes came close to bleeding yesterday because I played Madden 20 so much. So so I'm, a, I've, I'm still at the age of 37, still gaming strong. And uh, EA Sports was kind enough to give me a beta code for Madden 20. So I actually get to play the the build of the game, which comes out, I think, the first week of August. But I'm actually going to play it right now and test it out. And they want my feedback and all that good stuff. So it's phenomenal, man. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, I know you're, you're a Packers fan, right, Matt? Yes, I am. They oh. added, uh, yeah. yeah all Dang, of- man. All Aaron Rodgers does is beat us in the last minute of games for the for Cowboys fans. It's, it seems like it's like his, his niche. But anywho, they added uh, they added for for quarterbacks. They made it to where they can actually have their own movements. And they did Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the quarterbacks that have their signature throwing motions in there. So he he does the tiptoe throw. It looks it looks clean, but. Um, I was playing with the Cowboys and the Ravens yesterday, and I played the Pro Bowl with Drew Brees, and it was really cool how every single quarterback was different. Like with Drew Brees, it's laser arm, be in the pocket, can't run. If, if the if the pass rush is getting to you, you just have to stand there and, and take it. But with Dak, I can move around a little bit, not super accurate, so I had to kind of kind of kind of build that up. And then with Lamar Jackson, dude is just fast. I'm talking, I was all over the place and. His X Factor special move is a juke. I straight up, broke, I broke some ankles. If you have like a, if you have a straight line, it was a, and the defense adjusts to it. It's it's not overpowered. It's it's good. So I know Matt, you said you used to be a Madden player, right? Yeah. Is Lamar Jackson a bigger cheat code as 04 Vic is? It's pretty close, man. But the defense adjusts. Right. The defense kind of adjusts to it, though, from what I've noticed. I'm playing okay. on uh, All Pro Sim difficulty, which is harder. I would imagine if you're yeah. playing on like arcade mode pro, you could probably run for 400 yards a game with them. But with sim, the yeah. defense ad- adapts to it pretty pretty easily. But I was showing Chris uh, a couple plays before we started the pod, and yeah, you said that. I think off the pod, you said that uh, Madden's what got you into Dynasty. Is that right? Yeah, I spent hours on the franchise mode in the off season, just constantly making moves and stuff. And then a buddy of mine saw me doing that and was like, you know, there's a dynasty version of fantasy football where it's basically this the entire time. I said, sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> but I've been doing that for like the last six years now. Wow, that's cool. And I know Chris still plays Madden, right? Uh, yeah, I bought Madden again for the first time last year. So Getting back into it? Yeah, I only think I, like Matt, the only thing I did was really play with the franchise mode. I, I, I played my team for a little while, but then you get to the point where it's if you don't spend money, you're just not right. relevant. Well, they have, a, just to let you guys know, and our listeners as well, who might be on the fence, is that their franchise mode this year is pretty sick. It's like a role-playing game. So they've added it a few seasons ago where you get like XP, 
and it, and you can up your rankings by doing certain tasks in game. Yeah. But now they have it where you get XP bonuses by doing certain things to the opposing team. So I played the Chiefs week three, and uh, oh. it's, it, the your coach, your your defensive coordinator comes to the coach uh, Harbaugh and says, "Hey, um, Mahomes is going to be a problem. What should we try to do?" And it's like I, we want to blitz. So immediately. It says we want to blitz, so you get a, if you can sack him two times, you get like a, a boost, a ratings boost. And then if you go to like ask coach, they're going to send you more blitz plays out of the plays, playbook as opposed to just normal plays or whatever else. And then it's also against their defense, since you're on the road, score two touchdowns, get a boost. And you get to pick these things to do in the game, and uh, you can pick different challenges. It's pretty cool. It adds like a game within the game. So it's like sack yeah, homes no. twice and try to do this. So I'm having some fun with it. It's certainly going to be worth checking out. And uh, it's good stuff. That's really all we can say. It's it's supposed it's supposed to be a like a non disclosure, so nobody can share any videos of anything. But it looks clean, lots of new animations. So that's that that's a little Madden nugget for all of our listeners here. So before we get into football, I, I browse the internet for all kind of things. I find funny stories. I find uh, quippy things. And there's something that I ran across that I just think is so odd. And I. I it's amazing what you can make money doing these days. Um, <laughs> there literally is a startup company called Future Perfect. And it's a, <laughs> they'll name your baby for you for $350. That seems low. <laughs> <laughs> there is, speaking of that, there is a Klondike bar commercial out right now with Anna Ferris. And she, she is basically saying that we will give you a lifetime supply of Klondike bars simply for the naming rights to your child. So I'm really... Con- yes, I'm, uh, I'm super confused right now because I think that we should undercut them and offer the service for 100 and just give them names off of our fantasy football rankings. <laughs> like, hello. Oh, for sure. I think your, your baby should be named Zeke. <laughs> Maybe Dad. It's going to be a lot of Devontae's. Yeah, how, yeah. How, how about Aaron? How about Luca? Yeah, Demarcus. <laughs> like, like seriously, you look like a Kirk. And they also have a they have a they have a riff service for a hundred dollars, right? Oh. And for a hundred dollars, the riff service they'll give you a fifteen minute name storming session. Oh. For your for your baby. So, how do I work for this company? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I you know consider me consider me being negative here, but I don't think it's going to work out for him. Well, I mean, I mean, Matt, some people do need this. There is, there's like, uh, there was a story a while back. I think there's like 47 children in the world whose name is A, B, C, D, E. Wow. Were I, they... I, I'm not kidding. I mean, you can literally, you can look it up. Were they born in the Matrix? No, they were not. They were born in these United States that we live in right now. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So next, next quippy story is... A Florida DJ. So we're back to Florida, Matt, you and I. Oh, no. <laughs> I've had good times with Florida. He is, uh, he is off to set a Guinness World Record. And that record is to spend 53 hours straight on a Ferris wheel. That sounds miserable. Yes. You're going to need a ton of Dramamine for that. Yeah. Does That's he have to be awake? Awesome. Well, what's even weirder is that the record is 52 hours and three minutes. Like, how did that happen? Like, how do you... Do you was that by accident? Did someone, like... I can imagine somebody fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, 
the bar the bar got stuck and they were trapped. <laughs> I just cut it off. Oh my god! And the first was didn't really happen. Really good night the night before and just passed out on it. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was he was hammered up, but but ice forties. <laughs> he was doing the what is it that where you tape them to your hands game and you have to drink both. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so he he cheats though. He has a cooler. He has snacks. He has his laptop and he has a portable charger for his phone. So at least I, I guess at least he can read Creator Rank. Oh, at least he can go to CreatorRank.com and uh, live La Vida Loca on our website while he's up there. That's yeah, sure. yeah, he could plan a whole That's dynasty right there. Making your own rankings, man. What yeah. is he? Yeah, what does he have? To, what does he have? What does he like? Not to get too gross, but if he has to go to the bathroom, did you bring sunscreen? Like, what's going down? What, what's going down with that? That's what the cooler's for. Hey, like, just or like, is he just gonna let it go? Is it an open amusement park? Is he gonna like what if he if he has to urinate? That's gonna be terrible. Guy, we won't even talk about the other. But that's just that's just that's, that's what the cooler for. That's gonna let it happen. I mean, <laughs> it's open back there, isn't it? I, I guess, man. Duh. That's wild. But he's a better man than me, dude. The Guinness Book of World Record I will try to set. He's is... doing a Donkey Kong drop from the first one. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Exactly well, that. Uh, that's wild. I don't. I can't even, man. I can't even with this. <laughs> so, so off to off to Roto now. So, like last episode, uh, Matt and I, Chris, I know you weren't a part of it. We uh, were did training in Roto. We're basically news or noise for some big stories that we kind of handpicked out of uh, the Roto news for the week. So, Matt, uh, we have thirteen guys that we're going to talk about. And we're going to do the same thing. We're going to news or noise for our listeners. Uh, because a lot of times right now, especially in training camp coming up, a lot of this stuff it isn't as big as it seems. Or maybe it is. But it is big. So we want our listeners to know. Because you don't want to invest too much draft stock in somebody off of something that's really not news. So, Chris, who's our first guy? J.D. McKissick. All right. So, J.D. McKissick's story is in line for third down work? Question mark? So, Matt, J.D. McKissick, is, this is probably his third year, right? He's flashed a little bit. Normally, he plays running back, but he has wide receiver dual eligibility in most leagues. Is this Correct. news? Is this noise? Is this anything at all that's relevant? The question mark makes me think it's nothing. Um, J.D. McKissick, he's, oh, wow, third or fourth on that depth chart behind Carson Penny and is uh, Profe still there too? I think so. Yeah, he's still on his rookie deal. Okay. And who? He's still on his rookie deal. So yeah, he's the fourth. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I I don't see him touching the field unless one of the top two goes down. So I would put this under noise. What about you, Chris? I agree. Yeah, there's just not enough... There's not enough footballs to go around for for him to get enough touches to be relevant. If you're if you're in a league that has a scout list listeners, that's where I would put him. I would uh, just check yeah. it out. I think he the wide receiver eligibility intrigues me because if he becomes a gimmick player, a la uh, Pat, what, what's the guy's name that was on the uh, Patriots last year, Cordell Patterson. Yeah, right. If he becomes yeah. like a gimmick player, kind of like that, he could have value as a flex two if you're in that league or as a wide receiver three on the right matchup, maybe. But he's un- undraftable. And uh, it's like I said, it's worth a scout list. Let's just see how he's doing, because you probably would be the guy that would be ahead of the curve, or gal, 
who will be ahead of the curve in a, in a case like that. Chris, who's next? Randall Cobb. All right. Randall Cobb. I know you're really fam- familiar with him, Matt. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm familiar. Good luck with him, boys. Randall Cobb and Dak forming a, quote, connection. The lovers, the dreamers, and me, as Kermit the Frog would say. So, Matt, news or noise? Noise, because that's your job <laughs> as a receiver is to build okay. a connection with a quarterback, especially when you're new. I mean, he's going to be a lot like Cole Beasley. Yes, there was that stretch where it seemed like Cole Beasley was relevant, but you still never really trusted him enough to get him in your lineup to start. He right. might have been rostered. That's about it. Right. In, in almost every league I was in, Cole Beasley was on waivers. He was made, and we're in Dallas, if that says anything. Chris, Chris, what do you think? Uh, well, I think I think it's relevant just because Dak wasn't able to connect with Dez. Like, I mean, Dez was a better receiver than Randall Cobb ever was. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to slight Randall Cobb at all. He, I think he's had some good seasons in yes. the NFL. But Dez Bryant was an elite wide receiver for many years. But he couldn't, Dez and Dak, they couldn't connect. They couldn't do it. So, so Dak can connect with some guys, but he can't connect with other guys. I think it's... I think the reason why he couldn't connect with Dez is because Dez was a dump, jump ball receiver and Randall's a route runner, so he's more precise right. on where he's at. I think I think that's really the only reason there's relevance to the story. But like Matt said, that is their job. I think for me, for me, Matt, and tell me if tell me what you think about this. For me, it's last season. I think he had two, maybe three fantasy relevant weeks, really, uh, where he had gave you wide receiver two or one production. And what I look at is the cost of Randall Cobb. He is pretty much free because he has people were burnt. People did draft him in like the top one of the like seven to 12 range last year. And people are, people uh, saw that he got injured. He was on waivers in a lot of leagues. He was cut in a lot of leagues and he really hasn't given people value. So you're looking at a guy that is probably one of you're not Mr. Irrelevance, but he's probably 12, 13, 14 range. So he's close to that. So for me, it would be worth a flyer pick. If I'm, if I'm a listener of the show and I'm looking for a, a guy that has potential upside, uh, me personally, I'm a youth truther. So I'm going to look at one of the rookies that I think, like maybe Marquise Brown, maybe uh, the Steelers' Deontay Johnson. Those, those might be guys I'd rather have on my roster. But if you're in a league where you have a few guys who are very in the know, and are like, hey, I'm taking these flyer darts with my Mr. Relevance with these D.D. Westbrooks or these these rookies that could do well. It might it, it might be worse picks. It might be a good pick. Instead of having a second tight end or instead of having a third quarterback or two defenses like some people do that are just like to watch the world burn, apparently, um, it's uh, I think that it could be. I think that it, it could be something. So it's worth monitoring. At the very least, yeah. if, he's, if he's, he will probably be drafted in most leagues, and it's something to keep an eye on and get ahead of the curve on, especially watch what's happening in preseason. Injuries are a thing, but Cole Beasley had some relevant weeks. Not really rosterable, but Cobb is a way better player than Cole Beasley, in my opinion, period. I would agree with that. He's like the second option in the pass game, and I don't know how much more passing they're going to do than they did last year now that they have Amari Cooper. Right. But in that realm of like 13, 14th round, I think I'd take the shot on Randall Cobb over some of the rookies because they seem to take like the first half of the year to 
even get acclimated to the speed of the game. So I think it could be a kind of sneaky pick that late. Especially if he went RB heavy early, he'd be a good flyer candidate. Yeah, for sure. All right, who's who's next, Chris? Sam Darnold. All right, going to Sam Darnold now. Where is my man Sam? Jets' offensive pace is significantly higher. Noise. News, news or noise, noise, Chris? Noise. Okay. It's the second year in the league. Of course it's going to be faster. Get out of here with that. Okay. <laughs> what do you say, Matt? If they're going to get more plays in, it tells me that they're going to use kind of Lev Bell a little more. They're going to use the slot receivers maybe even a little more like Quincy Anunua. Being back healthy could help that too. You get more attempts because you're on the field more, but... I mean, as mentioned, it's a second year. It's going to get faster. It's only going to get faster next year, too. How fast can you really go in the NFL? Well, one thing to keep an eye on, in in my opinion, about Sam Darnold is the Jets are going to be a better team, but they're still probably going to be a bad team, right? So what does that mean? What does that mean? That means playing from behind. So if you, Do you think he's going to have a Blake Bortles-type season? From about three years ago where he Blake Bortles was a top-10 fantasy-relevant quarterback? I, th- I think Sam Darnold's a fine pick for where he is ADP-wise, man. And we talked about this on our quarterback pod. I know, Matt, you weren't a part of it, but I, I – man, I, if, if, it's, if I'm drafting and it falls my way and I'm waiting and I could get a Josh Allen and Sam Darnold or Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson or Dak and Sam Darnold, I am a happy camper. I'm, I'm pumped about that. I took Sam Darnold in our, in our, uh, in our league draft for my, for my future quarterback. Like, he's – He's my yeah. now quarterback because Joe Flacco is my backup. Or, yeah. Well, he's your, your he's super my, flex. Yeah, he's my super flex. So, so what do you think about Darnold in a significantly higher Matt? Do you think that that's a thing? Do you think that's possible, or is there still going to be some learning curves and some growing pains with him overall? He's still a young quarterback, so there is going to be a little bit of growing pains. But I'm, I'm a little more bullish because I think that defense has added some pieces, and I think they're going to be better than people expect. Um, it's still AFC East in that, that world, but they're going to win some games that people aren't giving them right now. Because I, I really love like Jamal Adams. He's going to be a beast back there at safety. And they got Josh so Allen I, in the draft, too, on defense. I actually, yeah. Chris Chris and I did a are doing a breakdown on our other podcast where we do each division. And when we did the AFC East, I have been winning seven games, so I have been much improved, a borderline 500 club. So I don't disagree with you one bit. I think that they are absolutely could sneak seven or eight wins because I do think they're going to be improved for sure. I think the whole AFC East is going to be a lot better. And Tom Brady's going to retire when these quarterbacks actually start getting good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a world. What a... The only one that's not going to be good is the Dolphins. Yeah, well, what a world to well, live in. We can't help the Dolphins. <laughs> what a world to live in where the best quarterback you've ever had to face twice is Chad Pennington. Right, like what a like God, man, what a what a great thing, what a great thing for Tom Brady. So who's next, Chris? Tajay Sharp. Okay, ooh, Tajay Sharp, the fantasy darling from a few years ago. So Tajay Sharp is surprising at Titans camp. Now they drafted AJ Brown, they have Corey Davis, we got Walker back. They still have Deion Lewis. Those are all passing options. Is this news? Is it noise, Matt? What do we got? They have so many things. And everybody is surprised 
surprising. I mean, if you're expecting him to do nothing, he's going to surprise you by doing something. There's also Tywan Taylor there. Who knows? And is Mariota any good? <laughs> um, we don't know. Well, I think he's going to be on a, in my opinion, in my opinion, with Mariota, I think Mariota has the capabilities to do well, but the injuries are there, and I think he's going to be on a short lease. They didn't They didn't go get Tannehill for no reason. Well, and I don't know why they would. Right. I'm not a believer in, I don't think Tannehill is excellent. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a Tannehill truther. That's not a thing. But I am saying that Tannehill can come in and be fantasy relevant for these receivers, but he also spreads the ball around too. So I'm out on Tajay Sharp. He's waiver wire fodder. That's noise for me too. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you, you know, I also don't think you even mentioned Adam Humphreys. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I forgot about him. No. Yeah, he's he's there too. I mean, who's how how is this guy going to get the ball? I forgot about Dre. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, you can look good in in camp all you want, but. When you've got that many people stacked in front of you, unless you're just beast mode. Is the talent there, though? He flashed, so yeah, it's got to be there. It can be. So, I don't know. It's something, once again, this is this is deep, man. I mean, if you're maybe if you're in a 16-man league, you're taking a, a flyer, maybe. Right. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So, who's next, Chris? Chris Herndon. Okay. Chris Herndon is facing a two-game suspension, question mark. So this is a tight end I'm pretty high on because you can get him pretty much in your last round because people don't really know who he is or trust anything about the Jets yet. I think that's going to change this season. But um, I am I personally am still a buyer even with two games. I'll, if I'm drafting a tight end that late, I'm probably going to either stream or draft two anyway if that's the case. So I'm in. This is uh, It has to be news because obviously it might happen. So Matt, would you agree that this is this is significant news that he might miss two games? It's significant enough news because he is kind of that flyer tight end candidate that could pop and end up being your weekly starter, and you feel good about him getting in like the twelfth, thirteenth round or wherever he's going. But question mark is weird. So it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why there's a question mark is because the NFL is insane. You don't know. I mean. Tyreek Hill, we're not gonna, you know, we're not here, yeah. we're not here to talk politics, right? We're here to talk football. But Tyreek Hill is gonna be at camp, and for all we know, it could be like the Zeke situation where he plays the first seven or eight weeks and then gets suspended, and you miss him the rest of the way. He could be suspended. He could not be suspended. It could happen next year. He could appeal. I mean, it's it's wild with the way these suspensions happen. For I mean, yeah. like well, a, I mean, just, sorry to cut you off. Oh, you're fine. But the way the NFL works is. He'll play this entire season, and then next year will be in question if he's suspended or not. Right, right, for sure. So I don't. I, so I say, if you're taking a flyer, you're taking a flyer. If you're drafting a tight end right before you're drafting kickers in defenses, why not? If he, if he, if you have to cut him, you cut him. That's right. fine. Yeah. There's gonna be there's gonna be the Baltimore tight ends available. There's gonna be just fill in the blank. There's somebody you can stream. I mean, last season. In one of my leagues that I ended up going to the Super Bowl with, I started Dallas Goddard the first game of the season at tight end. So I mean, and I, I just literally streamed until I found somebody relevant. So it's not a, it, there. There are worse things to do, and he and he got it. I think he got a touchdown that game, if I'm not mistaken, or he did something. It was good enough for me to win anyway. So so whatever. So who's next, Chris? Next we have Deontay Johnson. Ooh, my fantasy darling. I like this guy, man. I got him in our dynasty league too. By the way, y'all are all welcome. Steelers rookie, wide receiver, Deontay Johnson. Surprising 
exclamation mark. Matt, what are your thoughts? Is this news or noise, sir? I think it's news. There is kind of a role that's open now that AB has left. There's going to be somebody that's robbing the Juju's Batman. He could be the guy. James Washington is another name to remember that could be in that same spot. But I think, I'm with you, man. I like Deontay. Is it Thompson? Uh, Johnson. Johnson, yeah. I like him because he's going to be kind of that slot guy, and as much as they're going to move Juju around, he's he's a nice deep name to remember as well. What do you think, Chris? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm i an Oklahoma State boy, so you, you you said James Washington, so, you know, that's my that's my go-to cat over there. Uh, so, uh, and honestly, I don't know enough about Deontay Johnson to say whether he he's going to start over with this guy or not. So, I really don't know enough about the guy because I've never really researched this guy. Well, what I want our listeners to know is that the go-to for me, Juju is obviously the play if you if you're drafting wide receiver heavy, like Matt and I broke down in our last podcast. If you're uh, good, you know, if you're if you're drafting towards the eight nine range, you're going. DeAndre Hopkins or Julio, and then you're getting Juju on the on the turnaround, right? For me, the 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 receiver to grab super late is James Washington. I think that he has the capability of being phenomenal. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go noise here, and not because I don't love Deontay Johnson, and I'm gonna trust you me, I'm gonna have some stocks of him too. But wide receiver rookie rookie wide receivers take some time, man. It's yeah, they can flash in the preseason, they can flash in OTAs, but sometimes it takes time. Look at look at Washington last year. Look at I mean he, yeah. didn't, he didn't do anything and he has the capability to do well. And just look at the Steelers with rookies in general, except for Juju. It yes, they draft really well in years two, three, and four. These guys come out these guys really come out of the woodwork. So maybe if you're in a keeper league where you keep uh, the pick where you draft him, maybe he's a fine yeah. pick as Mr. Irrelevant because it could be baller, right? Or maybe in a dynasty right. league, but something to keep an eye on. I don't know if I'm drafting him. I think that if I'm drafting a, a wide receiver tight end that late, I would rather go for James Washington personally, is is, is my opinion. But I, w- I would definitely pay attention to him, for sure. I, I do like yeah. him. I like the talent. And all the Steelers do is draft awesome wide receivers. So that's something that's worth yeah. note as well. Chris, who is next, sir? So next on our list is Dwayne Haskins. All right, Dwayne Haskins. Gruden, Haskins deserves a shot at starting. I mean, you drafted him in the first round. He better deserve a shot. So is that noise or noise or news, Chris? That is news because they also traded for Case Keenum. Right. So you're giving away a pick to get for a guy that's supposed to be your, your, hey, play for a year and then or six games, whatever it is, and then the rookie's going to play. So it's, it's actually news if he's actually given him a shot to play. Because I personally, at this point, the way the quarterbacks come up with the, you know, the new spread systems, all that stuff, all the leagues they play in, 7-on-7, seven seven, they're more prepared to ever play than ever. I think just give, just give him the keys to the kingdom. Right. What do you think, Matt? News in that he'll, he probably will beat out Case Keenum. I've never been a Case Keenum guy. Um, I just don't think... He translates well to the NFL, whereas Dwayne Haskins could. So I think you'd be wise after spending that first-round pick on him and he fell on your lap to give him the shot, see what happens. There's only one way to know, and that's throw him in the fire. Right. See, I say that this is news as well, and I'm kind of torn, though. And this is why I'm torn. Uh, a spade is a spade, right? 
Case Keenum's been her career backup with one starting season with Minnesota where he really didn't even start. He kind of came in and took over and got them to where they went with the playoffs. Here's my issue, though. So I'm looking at the Redskins' build. I think the Redskins are going to have a very good defense. I mean, if not the best secondary in the league, right? Um, They also have Adrian Peterson. You've got guys coming off of injury. They've got Chris Thompson. They have some. They they have a power run game and a really good defense. So that's a good. It's it's kind of like the Mark Sanchez situation when uh, he was a rookie and he was actually he wasn't fantasy relevant as a rookie, but he was certainly winning games relevant. So I'm, but also at the same time, you look at Case Keenum, and you look at the situation where the Vikings, when he did very well, great defense, power run game. So it's similar. So it's something to keep an eye on. Dwayne Haskins might be a very good Mr. Irrelevant pick because by the time we're doing our fantasy drafts, he might not have won the job yet. And uh, but I, I don't know if he's going to have the attempts. It, it his his rookie year could very well be like Mark Sanchez or Big Ben where he's throwing the ball 15, 17 times and they're running the ball a lot. So th- that's not going to get you fantasy production or touchdowns. That's that's my thoughts on it. I don't know if you guys agree, but that's kind of the, the that's what I think Dwayne Haskins is going to do. And then I, I, I do think that he's going to get better as the year goes on. But I think that the Redskins are going to be sneaky good for the because of those two reasons, controlling the clock and such. Oh, yeah. Sure. My only counterpoint to that would be Adrian Peterson's not getting any younger. Chris Thompson hasn't shown an ability to be healthy, and neither has Geis at this point. I am personally a buyer on Geis. I think he's going to be awesome. But also that offensive line constantly gets banged up, so that makes me worry that they're going to be forced to pass. And there's enough weapons in that pass game where he could do stuff. I mean, it's Terry McLaurin that he's familiar with from college. There's Josh Doxson and Paul Richardson that they signed last year, so there's weapons. Who on their team is not injury-prone is the real question. That's a very good question. <laughs> every name every name we just said, with the exception of Haskins, is injury-prone. Yeah. Including their two backup quarterbacks. So, sure. Except for Keenum, excuse me. They have four quarterbacks right now. All right, who's next, Chris? Uh, let's see. Next on our little list is old Leonard Fournette. All right. Fournette? Fournette. <laughs> well, we know what Matt thinks about um, Fournette expected to be big part of the passing O. Noise, 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 noise. Chris says noise. noise a thousand times. The guy can't stay healthy, and his teammates hate him. What do you What do you say, Matt? <laughs> I say news because he's a top running back, and if he's actually going to get some passing attempts, that could only help his volume. Uh, apparently, I'm just out here to disagree with you guys all day. No, I agree with you. I'm 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 team Matt on this one. Your points suck. No, I'm 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 team you. So with Leonard Fournette, here's here's where I come in, right? With Leonard Fournette, he's gonna be for for what he can give you. He's gonna be cheap, man. People will pass on Fournette. I'm telling you, Gurley will be passed on. And you will be able to get him at a value. And Fournette. Fournette might fall to the be- People are going to be, I mean, it, I can't even fathom. Oh, yeah, he might fall to the beginning of the third. That's such a value right there. If you're, I, I, I would take him. I would take him at that point, absolutely. Would he be my second pick? No, my third pick, absolutely. Think, think, think yeah. if, if you have the first pick in the draft, okay? Let's say you have the first pick and you go Saquon Barkley. He comes back to you and you go... What what would be available? Adam Thielen, Juju, one of those guys probably. 
right? Yeah. yeah. And then you get your next pick, and it's Fournette. Oh, man. I, yeah, but how many games did the guy miss last year? Because he, you know what they call it? They call him 100%. It's a trend. They call him 100% because if the guy's not 100%, he's not playing. Right. It's a, it's a trend, man. The, the injuries are a factor. But I'm a big believer that if you're building a roster, you're not relying on the one guy. So in your third a third-round pick, yes, you want it to be somebody that's there. But you get his handcuff, or you take a flyer on a rookie, or you get a lottery ticket guy, like maybe you draft a Royce Freeman later because of the capability of doing that. You, th- he could be the X factor because fantasy football is about one thing. It's about building a roster that's going to get you to the dance. Because sometimes talent and strategy do not matter in the playoffs. If Antonio Brown has a 200-yard receiving game and three touchdowns, it doesn't matter what roster you put together and what coaching decisions you make, you're probably going to lose that week, right? So sometimes it's just that, and and then you're bounced. There's no week to fight on. So you want to build the best roster possible. And for a receiver that's going to be targeted in the passing game and catch the ball, I'm buying on that. Once again, even if he misses, let's say he misses four games. What production is he going to give you in the others? You'll be lucky if he only misses four. Well, and you might be right. Hey, I, I'm not. It's a weekly game, man. Put yes. me for a game basis. Leonard Fournette is a beast. Thank and you, man. And him in the third round with a stud wide receiver and another stud running back as your RB2, sign me up for that. Oh, and yeah. yes, I know, like, if I do that, round four, I'm going to have to come right back at running back just to hedge the bet. Right. But I'm willing to do that to get that volume for 10, 11 games. You protect the house, man. That's that's one thing that we want to preach to our listeners is that if you are going to know the player, if you are going to draft somebody now, if you're drafting in a home league, right, with, with friends that are casual and don't pay a lot of attention, then maybe that owner who drafts Leonard Fournette ends up hating him for the rest of their life because they don't stock up their team like they should. But if you want to be a smart drafter and the value is there, if you have a guy that could potentially give you RB top RB1, top 12 numbers, because of the question marks there, and he's fallen to the third, you bite on that. Well, yeah. Right? I, I agree with what you're saying as far as if he's in the third. I would take him in the third. Yeah. And I think he will be. I think he will be because people are going to be reluctant. People saw what he did to teams. Chances are if you drafted Leonard Fournette last year, you started 0-5. So, or if you were me and drafted David Johnson. Yeah. So, all right, next, Chris. Who is it? Uh, so, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is next. So, Mack is expected to carry the load for the Colts. News or noise, gentlemen? News. <laughs> that offensive line, if he's going to be the dude... Sign me up. I'm all about that Marlon Mack life this year. They're the best offensive line in football, in my opinion. They're better than the Cowboys' offensive line. Well, well we, could, we, could, we, could, we could pause on them being the best offensive There's... line in football. Dallas was injured last well, year. Well, now that Frederick's back, that might, be, that might change. <laughs> I, I'm with you. They were last year. Last year they were hands down. Go let the Cowboy guys just fight this one out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're about to have the first ever podcast arm wrestle right now for well, to decide who... Uh... I'm going to lose because Zach's arms are 12 foot long. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, is this news, Chris? It is news. I I agree with you last year. The Colts had the best offensive line in of football, so they still do have the best offensive line in of football going into the season because you don't know what Dallas is going to be. They have to get better. I agree. Uh, so, I'm, I'm buying Marlon Mack. That's that's news. If, the, if he's running behind that line and luck passing and then Jack Doyle's coming back and all that stuff. Can I ask you guys a question? This is a real question, too, by the way, because we're about to get into running backs here after we finish this segment. Are we, at his price... Are we drafting him? 
Marlon Mack? What's his price? Well, Marlon Mack's ADP, uh, according to Fantasy Pros, he is 15.4. He's running back 14. Heck yes. So yeah. third round, so we're taking him over Fournette? He, I would. Um, he's he, he's the first running back before Fournette. It goes Mack and then Fournette in, on Fantasy Pros. Can I can I ask can I can I play devil's advocate here real quick? Sure. So every year it happens. There's some darling, there's some player who came out of nowhere and gave top ten numbers that is an absolute bust. Would you both would both gentlemen agree? Yes, and I could tell you yeah. who that's gonna be this year. So last year McKinnon was one of the big no one even McKinnon for me never did anything worth that I thought with the Minnesota, which was phenomenal. So I was a passer all the time and then devastating injury, that's terrible. Yep. But I'm not saying I think Max a good player. He, I had him on in two leagues actually last year, but at the same time the value was there. Is is he is he is he a am I crazy? Is he risk for being a bus candidate because of we? Let's talk about the injuries with him too. They're there. No one's yeah. mentioning it, right? They're there. Um, yeah, I I just don't see him busting with that offensive line and that offense. There's other names that I could see busting. Going around him, uh, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Nick Chubb, would it be another possible? What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I know his rookie season, he lost three to four weeks to a shoulder injury. Uh, you know, got you know he had a hamstring strain two different times, labrum tear. So <laughs> he's had quite a bit of injuries in his in his career since 2016. So the injury risk is there. Uh, I guess people just don't feel I, – I don't feel the same way about him, I guess maybe because of the way you hear people talk about Fournette right. versus Mac. Yeah, the, the, the Fournette has more negative noise. Yes, and, and that could very well be. Absolutely. And what comes with that is the fact that he was a first-round pick last year, That period, or second-round pick. Yeah, two, in, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. So with Mac, you people don't talk about the injury, but people were picking him up off waivers. So it's worth noting. So I'm I'm a, I'm a buyer of Mac, but I'm having, I'm gonna have the same opinion if I'm drafting Marlon Mac that I would on Fournette, and I would protect the investment, 100. percent I would not. I would be like, okay, man, there there isn't even though it's not being talked about, there is an injury history there. They do have other players there. They are going to be a great offense. So the scoring's there, and I want a piece of that. All I want a piece of the Colts offense. I'm saying it all the time. So so I'm a buyer, but just be aware. Just because people aren't talking about it, it's there. Chris, who's next? Next on our list is Rashard Matthews. So New Orleans takes flyer on Rashard Matthews. Is this news or noise, Matt? Noise. He's buried on that depth chart. (laughs) They have Michael Thomas, Traycon Smith. They have so many other names. Yes, it's a flyer. Cameron Meredith is still there. Who knows what happens with him? They had... Tommy Lee Lewis suddenly be relevant of <laughs> last year. <laughs> There's just so many names that, yeah, it's Breeze and he spreads the ball around, but I just, I don't know he's going to get on the field enough to matter. Yeah. yeah. I, it, what do you think, Chris? I think it's noise. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think that if I'm taking a flyer on any wide receiver that's not Michael Thomas, which is not a flyer, that's a thing you should do. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be Smith who was a rookie last year. Yeah, that would be somebody that I take, kind of like James Washington. That's the guy that I'm looking at that could be fantasy relevant in a high scoring offense. Who is next, Chris? Next is Carryon Johnson. 
All right, let me scroll down to old carry-on. Paper predicts 60 catches for carry-on Johnson. What do we think, Matt? News, news or noise? So you, so you think that's noise? News? What do you think? I, I think it's news. Um, he's going to be that heavily involved in the passing game. And my only hesitation with him is I'm not sure that they trust him enough to give him the volume that some people are predicting for him. But he flashed so much. It, it reminds me a lot of the Aaron Jones situation where it's like undeniable to the outside people that he's the better running back, but they just refuse to give him the workload. What do you guys think? I'm, I don't know, Chris, love that you fill this in first. What do you think about carry on, my wayward son? Uh, give him the ball, give him the ball, give him the ball. I mean, I give him, yeah, give him, give the guy the ball. He, like Matt said, the guy flashed, the guy can play. So here's here's what I want everyone to get about Carryon Johnson is I'm a buyer. Um, I think the ADP is is perfect for me to get him, and I think a lot of people are gonna people have short memories. They remember the last thing, so people will remember the injury a, and then b they'll remember how much of a baller C.J. Anderson was in the Rams offense there that last uh, month of the season or two weeks of the season in the playoffs, and people are gonna think that C.J. Anderson's the buy. I think. And people need to remember that C.J. Anderson was cut from the Panthers and was also, you know, not re-signed by the Broncos for a reason, and that the Rams are a different animal. Now, can C.J. Anderson be fantasy relevant? Can C.J. Anderson be a good handcuff? Sure. But I would not make that, that would not wear me off of Carrion Johnson at all. Well, Carrion Johnson is is being drafted way in front of C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson's, 80, uh, according to Fantasy Pros, is running back 54. Oh, no, no, I know that. I'm just saying that I think that it's kind of like the Leonard Fournette conundrum. A lot of people might pick a Josh Jacobs or whatever before Leonard Fournette because they're like, oh, man, injuries, I want no part of that or oh, whatever okay. else. So I'm thinking people might think, hey, C.J. Anderson's here. I'll just wait on him, and that'll be the Detroit share that I get. Uh, who's who's next? Kirk Cousins. All right. Ugh. I just, I just, <laughs> sorry, i got to take a sip of water real quick. It's a bad taste in my mouth. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so Vikings are challenging Kirk Cousins in practice. I'll I'll comment a little bit about this. I actually read uh, read the story. Apparently, they're throwing a lot of uh, they they studied film of what he struggled with, like uh, the Bills game, for instance, and the Bears game, where he was just destroyed. And apparently, that's all they're throwing at him in practice for the most part is those looks. And apparently, he's doing better. So, is this news or noise, Matt? I mean, <laughs> they're just throwing stuff at him at defense or in practice. So I'd like to throw a rock at him personally, but <laughs> like like Jenny and Forrest Gump, you I'll know, tell you what, there wouldn't be enough rocks. I'll tell you what, a guy that has has played the game well is Kirk Cousins, and I and I don't mean that like he's played the game well. He's played the contract game well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That dude has got paid to do nothing. He's a notch below Sam Bradford in that game. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Sam Bradford's record. Sam Bradford has the best agent in America. Well, it, it's it's not so much about that. Sam Bradford was the first the first quarterback, uh, the last court, number one overall quarterback drafted before yep. they put the uh, the rookie wage scale on there. So he got sixty million dollars guaranteed right out the right out the boat. Holy Papa's Fritos. Yeah. So we're all saying well, that's boy. so we're all saying that's noise because yeah. it's practice. Okay. Who's next? Yeah. 
Next is Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. So I think this is news because it's something to keep an eye on because he's one of my favorite Mr. Irrelevance, especially in Dynasty. Uh, he's really not too irrelevant in Dynasty, but no. uh, Harbaugh hopes Marquise Brown is ready for camp. Hopes. Is this coach speak, like, kind of being cryptic? Like, hey, I, I hope you're ready to go because you're not going to see the field if you're not? Or is this the injuries more than we think? Is this news? Is this noise? What is it, Matt? I think it's more noise. The expectation was he was going to miss OTAs. He was kind of on the timeline where he might be ready for camp at the very front end of it, or he's going to be kind of just a little late. Um, so I don't, I don't think the expectation was that he was going to be kind of ready already. And I don't think they can afford to not have him on the field when he's healthy. Right. He's that good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's noise as well. The only thing I would say that might be relevant is it's really going to hinder his growth as a, as a receiver that coming into this year, because he's not going to, he's not going to be out there on the field doing walkthroughs and all that stuff. It's, it's going to slow him down a little bit. It's he he might not be a pick you want to take this year. Yeah, I mean, unless you're unless you're in a dynasty, if if you're in a redraft, I don't think you want to take him. Or he's he, a guy, or he's a guy that everybody, a lot of people draft, and he's one of the major cuts week one and two because yeah. he's not on the field, and you know maybe it happens later in the season or doesn't happen at all. Yeah. So last on our list is Jack Doyle. Is that right? Yes, sir. So Jack Doyle. Running routes at full speed. This is news for me, man. That's big news, actually, for me. What do you think, Matt? Sorry, I was trying to say that Hollywood Brown could be like Odell Beckham his rookie year, where right. people drop him, and then he's the waiver wire wonder. Yeah. I didn't hear the Jack Doyle thing. Oh, you're good. Yeah, for, for the, yeah absolutely. I picked up Odell, Odell off waivers like week five, and it was, you know I mean? yeah, it was awesome. So Jack Doyle is uh, practicing full, at full speed. Uh, his hip injury seems to be healed. Uh, is this news or noise, Matt? News, because the splits when Doyle and Ebron were both there, it still favored Doyle. And yeah, you can make the argument that Ebron's the more talented guy, but Andrew Luck knows Jack Doyle. And I see this being kind of a 1A, 1B situation with those two, or with Doyle being 1A. What do you think, Chris? Uh well, I'm on the Ebron train because he uh, he helped lead me to fantasy gold last year. Uh, but no, I I agree. Jake Do- uh, Jack Doyle coming back is going to hurt his touches in production. The thing that kept Ebron relevant really was the amount of touchdowns he got. I think he had what 14 touchdowns last year. Right. That was yeah. ridiculous. And then when Doyle came back for a couple games, his his production dropped, and then Doyle got hurt again. Well, see, Doyle for me is, and you know, I make it very clear that I'm a I'm a tight end waiter. I like. I'd rather stock up on running backs and wide receivers instead of drafting tight ends where Ebron's going. Um, and I think both are going to be fine plays this year. I think that if you get Ebron where you get him, as long as you draft your roster right and and hit, you're gonna you're gonna be very pleased with that. And I think if you wait and get Jack Doyle, you'll be stronger in your flex possibly, and you'll have Jack Doyle who will be fine. Yeah. Production. My 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 strategy on that is if I if I've got an elite running back and an elite wide receiver. And say a Kelsey or you know one of those guys that's sitting on the board, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take the best tight end, best tight end available if it's one of those top three elite tight ends. Right. 
But if it's not, I'm yeah. just like you, I'm going to stack the rest of my roster, and I'm going to wait on a quarterback. Well, the point differential is stupid between you've got those yeah. three guys, and then it falls up. You might as well wait because they're so close. Like, yeah. when it comes down to just – because touchdowns are not – yes, it's a high-scoring offense, but why not Jack Doyle too, right? We, we predict right. – I think everyone is predicting the Colts to be a Super Bowl contender next year. That's Absolutely. That's the noise that we're, right. we're hearing right now, and I, I can't disagree with that. And – we they have to play the games. We don't know, but it's Andrew Luck. It's weapons. It's a great offensive line. Their defense is low key. Was very underrated last year. I don't think they were underrated. I thought they were top ten in the well, league. Well, that's I mean, people don't talk about. Well, they were underrated game. going into the season. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. Yeah. Be underrated this year. Absolutely not. They're they're legit. The way they stonewalled the Cowboys last year. Oh man. Yeah. All right, so it's next segment time. We're about to get into running backs eleven through twenty five, and then we're going to close. So before we do that, uh, I have another public service announcement that I want to read to our fine people. So I want to take a moment to tell our listeners about a fully customizable podcast service offered right on creatorrank.com, brought to you by the guys at CPMC. This service offers a fully customizable, customizable podcast for your fantasy football league. They will evaluate rosters, give power rankings, do mock drafts, give out draft grades, suggest trades, preview the playoffs, and anything else your league needs. Find them on Twitter at CPMC Podcast and creatorike.com slash podcast slash CPMC. And for the people, this is uh, number one, it's awesome. It gives you a definite advantage, and you don't have to share this with your league. If you want to pay for this so you can listen to the breakdown, you don't have to tell your league mates about it so you can have the up on them if you're going to be sneaky like that. So it's, yeah. not like a, it's not like a thing you have to make public. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a commissioner of. Uh, for one of my leagues, uh, it's just a friends league. It's just a re, uh, it's been a redraft. We're doing a modified keeper this year. We're keeping uh, we're keeping one player from last year's squad, and then moving on. So I think I think I'm gonna pay for that for the league this year. It's it's twelve man. It's two bucks a person, right? Yeah, yeah. If everybody does. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna pay for it for the league. And if they're not smart enough to listen to it, I'm gonna whoop their ass even more. Oh, it's certainly excuse, excuse my French. It's certainly a value. So we've got. <laughs> So we're going to break down running backs 11 through 25 now. And uh, sitting at number 11 is Dalvin Cook. This is .5 PPR, so it's right in the middle of standard slash PPR. And uh, I'm looking at fantasypros.com rankings for anybody who's listening along right now. So Dalvin Cook's 11. Is that high? Is that low? Is it just right? Are we buyers at 11? I think it's high. For me personally, I think it's high. I think I think he's in that range, but I think I might would, would rather take Chubb or Mac ahead of him. Okay. What do you think, Matt? Uh, yeah, I agree. Speaking of injury risk, guys, Dalvin Cook, even through college, couldn't really stay on the field. So at 11, I think that's too rich for my blood. I would pass. And it's not just because he's a Viking, I promise. Well, there's one common storyline with picks 11 through 15, and to me that's a question mark, Okay. Right. So if I'm if I'm going with a question mark, what I'm looking at is who has the potential to be the biggest dual threat in the receiving game as well. So I go Dalvin Cook over over these next four guys because I had I've seen what he can do in their passing game there. And I like sure. the upside on that personally, but at the same time I don't hate anyone for taking one of the next four guys as well. But I do want our I do want everybody to know that all four of these guys, five of them, have a question mark there. At number 12, we've got Nick Chubb, speaking of question marks, right? Um, I think 
man, this is such a volatile... Because Nick Chubb has the capability of being a top-five guy. The talent's there. So, Matt, what are your thoughts on Chubb at 12? Chubb is... is, I'm in on Chubb. And the reason is I think Freddie Kitchens actually does like him in the passing game, whether or not he got used as that until the second half of the season last year. I think it can only go up from where he is. And that offense... They're not going to be able to stack the box on them with Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, and litany of other names. So I would be more interested in him. And I think the Hunt stuff is overblown. It feels more like a bet hedge of a move to me where you sign Hunt just in case something happens to Chubb. I just feel like it's insurance. I don't know how much they're really going to use him in the second half of the season when he's available. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I, I think uh, Chubb, like I just said a minute ago, I think Chubb would be my number 11 guy. So, I mean, at this, at this point, I, I mean, I'm taking him all day. And you know what, too? Even with Kareem Hunt playing, I still like Chubb, even if they utilize him. Because if there's one thing I know about Dorsey, when he was – look at the Kansas City roster. That is his baby. He, he built that thing. He likes weapons. And he's not afraid to use multiple weapons. And Kareem Hunt – even when they stopped using him, was still very fantasy relevant when he wasn't getting the lion's share of the carries the second half of his rookie year. And then we saw what he did in second. So it only helps Chubb to have a beast behind him that, that they can bring in. There could be two running back sets. Uh, just it keeps him fresh. Yep. It's not a bad thing to get less no. carries sometimes. It really isn't. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, just I know it hasn't happened yet, but that's, I, that's Dallas's thinking of drafting two running backs this year. Zeke gets too many touches. I mean, he was getting. 25, 35 touches a game. There's nothing wrong with having a fresh running back. There really isn't. No. Especially one that has the burst ability that Chubb does. So, Yeah. And sorry, listeners, that that sounded disgusting. So uh, Damian Williams uh, is number 13, right? I, man. Very scared. This is is that pick you said bust potential earlier. God. This is that guy right there. Because he hasn't proven it for an entire season. He's just kind of... There, I know. I know Chubb hasn't proven it for an entire season either. But when I he, like the argument when Chubb when Chubb got his his opportunity to play last year, when they finally decided, hey, you're the you're the you're the ball carrier, he exploded. So he proved it over a stretch. Damian Williams, I'm not. I'm scared of the guy. He proved it when he had the opportunity. I mean, he, he helped. He helped. If you were lucky enough to get him, if you were in the playoffs, he probably helped you win a championship. Like he like he was my Todd Gurley replacement, and I won a championship because of him. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts? It was six games. This feels a lot like Jimmy Garoppolo to me, where people are getting excited about him. Yes, the offense is great, but I just don't see it. <laughs> he's, he's not good. He was an undrafted free agent in Miami. So I just, uh, he scares me so much. And that 13 is way too rich for me. Yeah, I mean, if he I was mid 20s, I, I would take a flyer on him, but I can't take him. I couldn't take him as my RB two. So I'm gonna throw a couple names out there. So are we draft are we drafting Cook and Chubb over him? Like yes. the eight, yes. like like yes. rankings suggest? Are we gonna draft Mac and Fournette over him? Yes. Yes. <laughs> are we drafting Devontae <laughs> Freeman over him? Yes. I would. Aaron uh, Derrick Henry? Yes. Yep. Aaron Jones? 
I actually might take Mac over Aaron Jones. It, so I, I realistically would say that. Or sorry, Williams over uh, Jones. It, you have Carryon Johnson, Josh Jacobs, Sony Michelle, Philip Lindsay. I think that is more where I'd feel comfortable. Yeah, see, so. that's because Aaron Jones falls in at eighteen on the uh, fantasy pro. So it's I think it's more of that range. Like I was saying a second ago, and I like and I like Damian Williams. So I feel like I feel like I'm I feel like I'm che- I feel like I'm cheating on him right now, but um, yeah. So number fourteen is Marlon Mack. And we've uh, kind of set our piece on Marlon Mack already. At 14, is that good value, Matt? I think so. I mean, he's my RB1 in our Creator Inc. League. You guys are crowing about your team, so it's my turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's kind of my sneaky, if I go away from RB in the first two rounds, he's the dude I'm targeting. Just because of the offensive line and the offense that he's in, and I just I like his talent. Yeah, you're worried about the injury risk with him, but I think he's great. Yeah, my RB one and RB two is Ezekiel Elliott and Lev Bell. Just so you know, in our in our creator rank dynasty league. Well, my RB one is going to be James White. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. I'm trying to dare to be dare to be different. So we have Leonard, we have uh, we talked about this guy as well. We have Leonard Fournette sitting at 15, and that's that's late second, this, early third. And he's going to be so the guys behind him are Freeman, Henry, Aaron Jones, Carry On. Man, it's this is a decision because this could be a league winning decision or a league losing yeah decision. I'm really worried. The only I'm, name, sorry. The only name that you said there that gives me pause is Derrick Henry. Yes. I think Fournette's better than the other three. Okay. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I think it's a I think it's a coin toss between really those three guys right there. I really do. So, Fre- Freeman Freeman worries me a little more than Fournette. Freeman has more long term injuries. See, I think I'm gonna yeah. be a see Freeman's number seven sixteen, excuse me. And I think I'm gonna be a, a Freeman buyer this year. And what I mean by that is I follow trends, okay? And for the listeners out there, Freeman busted so bad because of the injuries last yep. season, right? Yeah. And he might if if Freeman falls to the Philip Lindsay, Sony Michelle range, Chris and uh, Mark Ingram, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson I think I'm buying oh, yeah. that all day. That's my flex, and I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, have, I have no quarrels if he's my flex. And I think he will. I think that he will. I really do. So I, I, I just see the people. People will jump on those guys. Please let somebody draft Sony Michelle high. Please. Please do it. He's hurt right now, too, isn't he? Yeah, he, he hasn't, even pract- hasn't even practiced He had yet. a knee scope. So we have Derrick Henry at 17, who is easily the most polarizing guy in the top 20, in my opinion. Because you can make the case for number one, and you can make the case for number 17. I mean, down the, the, what, down the last six weeks of the stretch, he was top five? I think I'm a buyer at this point, because I think that it, we saw it with our eyes, that he can do it. Yeah. He wa- he, and it wasn't a fluke. He watched tape of himself. He trusted the tape, and he got better. Yeah. So, Matt, what do you think? I think they finally figured out how you use Derrick Henry, and that's to get his lather up and just give him touches and let him go. I think that's the offense Vrabel wants to have. I think you want to limit how many opportunities you give Mariota to kind of screw things up for your team. So I am kind of all in on Derrick Henry this year. I think he's sneaky. I would pick him over Devonta Freeman. Um, But with Devonta Freeman, that's a heck of an offense to be in. So 
either one of these guys is like your RB2 or flex, I think you're set up for success. You might be able to get both. Yeah, if, for sure. If you're drafting at the end of the third round, and you go, let's just say you go Derrick Henry if he's still sitting there, and then you, with your next pick, you might be able to get Freeman if he falls. Would like you take we three? Would, would you take three running backs if those? If that's how it felt like that? Man, I think I would. And I, I would, would I, too, because you're sitting with like what Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, and Devonta Freeman. Yeah, yeah, and then you can yeah. just get like a Dante Pettis or Robbie Anderson. Uh, right, there's Galladay. Galladay you can go after. Yeah, Galladay. Uh, most people, you know, most people aren't big on Brandon Cooks. You might be able to get him. For whatever reason, I don't know why the guy's always top fifteen. Well, that's what, you don't have to. You don't have to follow any. You just play the board. You play the draft. If yeah. if you have the capability to have three running backs like that, why wouldn't you? Why? I mean, why? Right. Why reach on a Godwin in the third round when you could get Devontae Freeman? I would buy Devontae sure. Freeman all day and then get a wide receiver next round. You know exactly. Yeah. So Aaron Jones is number eighteen, and uh, he's quit the candy we talked about. So that's good. So. <laughs> So is uh, we, I think this is the, I think the price is right at eighteen, man, for Aaron Jones. What do you think? What do you think, Packer fan, Matt? I see both sides of the Aaron Jones coin. I do love his talent. I, the Homer in me wants to pump him up, but I just get hesitant with his inability to stay healthy. I know we've talked about it with like the last five guys, but I just see this world where it's. LaFleur could go either direction, and I'm not sure how much they want to give Aaron Jones all of the work. I think Jamal Williams is still going to get some work, and both of those guys have injury risk, and that's what makes me want to just Dexter Williams' name until people realize how much of a boom he could be. Okay, so let me ask you this. The, the next two guys on the li- list after him are Kerryon Johnson and Josh Jacobs. So out of those three, who are you taking? Out of the three... So Aaron Jones, Carryon Johnson, and Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think I would take Carryon Johnson just because I know the talent is there in a bigger way than I know that Aaron Jones has it. And we haven't seen Josh Jacobs play a snap, and that off- Oakland offense scares the crap out of me. You know what I would do? <laughs> if, I'm drafting, if I'm drafting right now, and let's say that I went wide receiver, wide receiver to start, or wide receiver tight end, and I'm looking at my RB1 would be Aaron Jones or on Johnson. I would reach at this point. And number 26 is David Montgomery. And I would just throw a dart at him personally over over those Ooh. guys. Ooh. I know, I know. That, that, might be, that might be terrible, but that's what I would do. Oh, I don't like... Old move, Cotton. I really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really don't love... Hey, hey, man. Hey, I think of math. And I think that math is in your favor. And I think that if you've went... Super wide receiver heavy to start. Like, let's say you start with DeAndre Hopkins and Juju, like our build we did on our on last week's episode. That I don't think David Montgomery is a terrible in a situation like that RB one, especially if you're this is your fourth pick. I just you know all all of the guys have question marks, and I think he has the biggest question mark with an arrow pointing up. If that makes sense. I mean, the the, the theory about winning in fantasy is is figure out how to figure out how to find a position where a guy averages ten points. Ten points a right. week. I don't yeah. think I don't think David Montgomery in the first six weeks is going to average ten points a week. You might be right. Mike Davis is a thing. Yeah. he's not going to go away, and he might he might start the season off slow. But it's about maintaining. The thing too. I don't hate the guy. I, I, I love everything about David Montgomery coming out of Iowa State. All the stats and everything. 
There's just a lot of horses in front of them there in right. Chicago right now. No, that that's that's yeah. that's completely understandable. And I like Kerryon Johnson and Aaron Aaron Jones. I just I look at David Montgomery and I think when it, when we're drafting, when when most drafts are going down, you win your June, you win your drafts right now by listening to what we're talking about. But I think that David Montgomery is going to be in the seventeen to twenty range on fantasy pros by the time it's over. I take a flyer on as you know RB three, you know have him stashed away, and then if he starts producing. But I could, I could. Well, look at the next listing of guys. So, Carryon Johnson is nineteen. We've already talked about him. I think that's we're buyers at this point for the most part. Yeah. Josh Jacobs is twenty. I'm, man, I want to, I want to be a believer in him. I don't know why I'm more of a believer in Montgomery because Jacobs has a clear path to carries. It seems. Yeah. Would you guys agree? I mean, you you skipped so after after Jacobs, you went from you passed on Michelle, Lindsey, Ingram, Drake. Chris Carson, I think this. I think the safe bet out of all those guys would probably be to take Mark Ingram and be your RB RB one, and then come back around and try and get David Montgomery. I'm not touching Mark Ingram, personally, and we'll get into that. Let's let's talk about Josh Jacobs real quick, and we'll get into Mark Ingram and why I hate him. Um, and I hope you're listening, Mark Ingram. Tweet at me. Chew on sports. Uh, Josh Jacobs. I are we? Can this Raiders offense be good? Be good enough? Can he? Can he be? I mean, he's obviously he's one of the. He, if, if he's not the top pick in dynasty, he's going to be the, the top rookie probably to go off boards because of the carries that are going to be there. I mean, Doug Martin's just a guy at this. Anybody point. can be good on any team. Are we buyers? Doesn't mean your team's good. Is, this, be good. is this good? Is twenty good, guys? I have to buy by twenty. Are we okay with this, Matt? I'm just not, and <laughs> the reason it's a clear path to volume. But they're going to be behind so much. They're going to have to throw. <laughs> that defense is still so bad. I just, oh, I, no, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm with you. I think that, let's look at Marshawn Lynch last year. And Marshawn Lynch was valuable as a flex, I think. And I think we're drafting really, unless you're going RB, RB, RB. You're looking at your RB2, possibly your RB1 right here. And I'm with you, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but they still have Rashard and James Washington, and Gruden loves that receiving, like putting a guy in there on third downs as a receiver. He's always been that way, even with his first stint with the Raiders. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the usage is there. I think that I'm a I man, and and I know I'm talking about Montgomery, and he's kind of in the same boat with Tariq Cohen. I just think Montgomery's more. I like his talent better. I like the offense better. And I'm certainly I like both of these guys better than all the names we're about to talk about now. So Montgomery's will be my one A at twenty, and Josh Jacobs would be one B. Sony Michelle at twenty one, I say pass. It's a Patriot running back number one. They drafted a running back pretty high for a reason. He hasn't practiced yet. Knee problems. It's I I'm not buying it. Twenty one is way too high for the guy. I'm 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 out. Do you guys agree or disagree? Agree. I agree on Sony Michelle. We've got Philip Lindsay at number twenty-two. I actually like the price for Philip Lindsay here. I'm just not going to be a buyer because I'm 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 a I would rather get the value of Royce Freeman later and the lottery ticket upside that I think that he could have. Uh, but I I don't I wouldn't be mad at somebody if you're picking Philip Lindsay here. I think is number twenty-two. I think that's a good ranking for him. Well, you know, if you're talking about the way you're talking about taking Freeman later as the, your lottery ticket. So for me, if I was to take Lindsay a pick before you, yeah, you could go have Freeman. I'll get Lindsay the first four weeks, 
hopefully he's my RB2, RB3, and then there's someone else that I find to take his place after Freeman takes his projection. Well, well I think they're going to use both guys. And there's, there's not necessarily two running backs in a system that get a lot of load can seriously, it, it can work and be fantasy relevant. That's, it's, not a, it's not a thing that it can't not be that way, right? Well, it depends on the coach. Yeah. So I think I think that this is a good play here, and Philip Lindsay is good, man. He's impressed me, and I, I hope I hope for the guy that he keeps continuing to do well. Undrafted. What do you think, Matt? Yeah. No, I I love the Philip Lindsay price. I'm going to be a buyer there. I. Speaking of guys that can also catch, and if they get behind with, I mean, I know their defense is good, but if they get behind, he's going to be on the field. <laughs> I just don't know if I trust Royce Freeman to be able to do that. So I would I would rather have Lindsey. All right. Mark Ingram is 23. I'm not digging it because I think they're going to be – I I 100% – and Matt, we talked about this last uh, episode. And, Chris, I'm going to bring this up to you. This is what I think about Mark Ingram. I think Mark Ingram is a fine player. I think Mark Ingram is going to get usage. But they have Gus Edwards. They have Justice Hill. They have Kenneth Dixon. They have Lamar Jackson. And I think it's going to be like Falcons when they had TJ Duckett and Warwick Dunn, and that they're going to just pound the rock from all angles. And once again, there's nothing wrong with having a fresh running back. But when you're talking about four or five guys that could tote it, I'd rather have receivers and some other situations than Mark Ingram here. That's that's my opinion. So, Chris, what do you think? You obviously like Ingram. I do. I like. I've so always make, I've always liked Mark Ingram. Make the case, sir. So. I think they're, you know, all these other guys you're talking about are pretty young. Justice Hill, he's a rookie. Uh, Hollywood Brown, he may not even play. So that's that's one less person the ball is going to go to. Two less people, I should say. I think Mark Ingram is going to get a big portion of this offense to start out the year with. So he may not be fantasy relevant the entire season uh, as your RB1 or RB2. He might be your flex down the stretch. But he's got better potential, and he's got a proven track record over these other guys that you're trying to get in front of him. What do you think, Matt? I think if they do go run heavy, he's, he's the guy I would want to own out of that. I think he's going to be the most valuable of them. I think he's got the more well-rounded capabilities to him. The price is a little higher for him, but the names around him, I would rather have Mark Ingram. Again, on a per-game basis, he hasn't finished the season in a few years, but the names around him scare me more than he does. So I would rather have Mark Ingram than like Sony Michelle and maybe even Lindsey, just based on volume of the offense. See, I man, once again, this is a this is a situation where I'd rather go Montgomery, who's ranked twenty sixth, and this is why. Gus Edwards, people are forgetting this dude averaged five point two yards a carry, man. A it was carry. more based on the offensive line being really good at blocking and Lamar Jackson opening stuff up for him. I don't think that it's Gus Edwards creating any run, whereas Mark Ingram can. So he might average even higher than that. But why would they? Why would they still not use him though? That means the usage is going to be there, right? Well, they somewhat dra- they drafted Justice Hill for a reason, right? I think so. I, I agree. I think they're going to. I think all three picked up the truck for Mark Ingram for a reason too. Yeah. I don't. I don't see how Gus Edwards touches the field unless Ingram goes down. You, you could be he could be a good cuff. I I didn't, like I said Gus Edwards impressed me, but he's a one trick pony, and I've talked about this. Yeah. And that's what I want people yeah. to know. He's not a PPR guy at all. No, he I mean catch the no. ball. Ingram can can catch it. He can run it. And Justice Hill, you know, exactly. people for whatever reason are, are down on the guy uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. But at Oklahoma State, he did it. 
He did it quite a bit. I mean, he's not the most nimble guy. He's yeah, I like Justice Hill. I really do. Justice Hill's biggest problem is, is uh, he doesn't follow his blocking well. Like he, he follows his blocking into the back of his blockers. Right, right. He doesn't let him set up like he should. If he could, well, if he could develop that. Be able to teach him that. He's going to get better. Yeah, I mean, because Justice Hill's measurables, he was the best running back at the combine as far as measurables. Forty vertical, you know all that stuff. He was he was off the charts. So if our if our listeners are drafting Mark Ingram, okay, because obviously both of you guys are foreman, I'm against. So listeners, you go with the go with the majority. Uh, who who's the cuff? Hill. Yes. That's who I would grab. Yeah. All right. So now we have uh, let's see number twenty four. Maybe he's still celebrating in Jurassic Park at the moment after the Raptors won the championship. Our our boy Drake. Kenyon Drake. I would rather draft the actual rapper than this guy, personally. Um, what? You want a five foot six Canadian I still running think, back? I, okay, let's. I know we're doing one through twenty five, but I'll, I want to go down. I want our listeners to hear who's twenty six through thirty through thirty three. Twenty six right. is Montgomery. Twenty seven is James White. Twenty eight Tariq Cohen. Twenty nine Lamar Miller. 30, Tevin Coleman, 31, Geis, 32, Latavius Murray, 33, Richard Penny. All of which I would take over Kenyon Drake. Right. Or running back. I think Lamar Miller is the only guy that I would not take over him. (laughs) Yeah. That offense, I would still take Lamar Miller over. I don't know if Lamar Miller's going to start. I think he will. I think he will. I think Foreman will. Yeah, that's my thought as well. So are we just telling, are we just advising listeners to pass on Drake unless he falls? Yeah, I mean, I'm telling everyone I can to just pass on the Dolphins as a whole. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I want, I, it, me personally, I'm okay. Like, we talk about not feeling like you see a player get injured the year before, people are just passing on him and it's criminal. And Drake was drafted way higher than this last season because of the potential and what he did at the end of the season. So are we re, are we being overreactors here? Or are we just seeing better opportunity with these guys that I just mentioned? Well, you know the one thing Miami's got going for them is the ocean and South Beach. That's it. <laughs> All they got going for them. Wow. Well, see, me personally, I would rather get one of these other guys, and I would rather take a flyer on Ballage late. I think Ballage is going to be a good cuff, and I think that he could be a wa- a player that is doing is high on waivers later in the year that might be, you, you get ahead of the curve and you've already got him. Number 25, Chris Carson. I don't like it. I'd rather have Penny. I'd rather have Penny. What do you think, Chris? I'd rather have Penny as well, even though Carson Carson's is an Oklahoma State boy. I think injuries, uh, I think to start the year, they're going to give Carson the first crack, but I think Penny's going to take the job. I think he's too explosive. Everybody made fun of the penny pick last year, being a first-round pick. But I think the guys, from everything I've heard coming out of camp, the guys figured it out. So, I mean, he could be, Penny could be a top-10 running back, top-15. I'm all I'm all aboard the penny train, especially because I think his draft stock's going to be right where he's listed, which is in the 30 range. Yep. So I think that's that's gold for me. That's a steal. That's a, fan, that's a flex right there. That's a fantasy flex yep. steal. So that's where we're going to close today, boys. I appreciate you guys. We knocked out yeah. the top 25. Next episode, we're going to do wide receivers 11 through 25 for the listeners and do more trending in Roto. And we're going to start to do battles. Uh, we're going to start uh, making the case for a couple players, and we're going to have a little battle about it, and then we're going to have a judge decide, the third guy, decide what's down. 
Matt, for those of you who don't know who are listening, Matt is a gentleman and a scholar. I literally, we're recording this podcast super early on a Saturday morning, and I literally, uh, Lee woke up having laryngitis and is unable to be with us, unfortunately, so I just texted Matt. Matt woke up and is getting it done uh, and joined Chris and I so we could have a third, so I appreciate you. Matt, tell everybody where you're recording this podcast from today. (laughs) He's on top of it. This is my studio. <laughs> I do this so I don't wake up the kid and the wife while they're sleeping. I like it. Um, I actually did it the last two times I was on a podcast. It, the audio works well. So. <laughs> hey, man. It's gold. I love it. Yep. So I want to thank everybody yep. for listening to uh, Lineup Locked. Once again, check out Creator Rank if, if you haven't done so. Social media, feel free to follow us and all the lovely people um, on the website. Uh, Matt is his name, at Matt Reller. That's M-A-T-T-R-E-L-L-E-R. Chris is C-10-0-3, and I am at Chew on Sports. As always, please rate, please review, leave feedback. Uh, We do this thing to help you win your championships and beat the competition. We are out. Peace.